This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helpfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punchers are trapped inside of a terrifying museum coming to life. Adrian and Red are being chased by a T-Rex and the undead body of King Tut. Richter is having tea with a monster inside his mind as his body has disappeared. Worst of all, Red and Adrian have collided with a legion of knights. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Red, in all of the various 
fights uh, that you've been in, you've never faced armor-clad knights before. So, you know, in an otherwise uneventful evening in a museum-type building, um, things have gone from <laughs> mummy to knights, uh, as, uh, as, as they say, as my grandpappy used to say. Um, so um, you're being dragged by uh, Adrian, who was sprinting, um, having uh, seen the, the spoopiness of the mummies, and, of course, watching um, one of the fake mummy... Uh, mafiosas get chomped by a skeletal T-Rex, which is now stomping just deliciously into the central room. Um, you're being dragged away. Uh, what do you do? Does it look like Adrian is carrying me towards danger or away from danger? Well, he was carrying you away from danger. So if we want to imagine this room, I realize I've done a shit job of explaining where you are. So we're in kind of a, uh, a massive central room uh, that connects to a bunch of these different exhibits. Um, so there are um, sort of a few um, glass, uh, uh, and we, we talked about this, so there's like a few Egyptian um, sort of artifacts uh, around in glass uh, cabinets. Uh, there's also a few benches for tired people or chillrans. Um, nowhere to charge your phone because it's the 30s, but eventually this is where you would charge your phone. Um, at the sort of north end of this room that you've just escaped is the uh, Tutankhamun exhibit that's still in the process of being set up. You've only seen the front part of it. There's still a lot of exhibit behind it, but uh, unfortunately um, your exploration was cut short by uh, King Tut himself waking up. Um, to the west is the way you came in, uh, where uh, the dinosaurs are, uh, are awaking and really the earth. Uh, to the east is uh, what was the escape vector. Um, but unfortunately, you've been cut off by a bunch of knights. Um, there also is another exit to the south, uh, but you can be sure there's some more whimsical bullshit down there. <laughs> so, uh, also, old man Richter is missing. So Adrian will still be carrying red under an arm like the nuclear football, if you're looking for the image of what's going on. And he is thrilled when he sees the knights because uh, he remembers very few things about his childhood, but he remembers stories of knights and dragons. And he goes, don't worry, we're going to be fine. Knights, help us with this bone dragon. Uh, and he just points at the T-Rex. Ryan, I love asking you to roll these. I'm going to need a persuade or a fast talk. Probably oh, a persuade. I don't think you're trying to con them. <laughs> no. Alternatively, I'd take history. These are all your strong suits, and I'm giving you all. Is persuade a skill? I think charm. It maybe? is. No, it is. it's uh, it's between it's operate heavy machinery key. and pilot. It's a skill okay, I have. Let's, but... let's see what my best options are here. <laughs> okay, I got persuade, which, which is a 10. Oh, God. I got Fast Talk, which is a five. Oh, God. What was my other option? History, which is a five. So the base level stats for all three. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with Persuade. Um, Ryan, I will, uh, before you roll that, can't. I was going to request on Addy's behalf that some concessions be made. Um, these are these are our, our knights from a bygone era, you know, and we as people have made like great leaps and bounds socially. But from their perspective, their limited, archaic perspective, Addy is carrying a damsel in distress. <laughs> and he did mention a bone dragon. So Ryan, I'm going to give you a straight fifty percent shot on this. Okay, <laughs> no extreme success, just pass fail fifty percent. 
for both the damsel and the dragon. <laughs> Granted, they're not used to damsels in like weird rain waiting gear, but you know, they 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 get what's up. They're a bunch of misogynists. Kind of leverage so, those biases when the chips are down, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so Tom, 50-50, what happens if I roll a clean 50? Like right in the middle. What happens? Did you roll a clean 50? No, but I rolled a 76 and I have 26 points of luck. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you roll a clean 50, uh, you will need to persuade the knights that you are in fact one of them through an act of valor. You remember this from the stories. So they're, they're on side. They're, they're into it. They can see you're carrying a damsel, but you could also be a kidnapper. They are uncertain. So you'll have to perform an act of valor to gain their trust. Okay. I'm going to use the luck then. I'm, I'm in. This is so, a wise decision. So I'm going to use otherwise, you were going to fight a lot of knights. <laughs> no, but I'm I not have... going to do that. Let's just remind everybody that I have three health. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think what he's going to yell is, protect my boss. But what they hear, because he says things terribly, is protect my boobs, which could debatably be protecting a woman. Uh, and then he's just going to take the sword or whatever biggest weapon a knight has from them, and he's going to lead the charge against the bone dragon. What do you yell as you charge? This is bad! <laughs> and behind you, you just yell, he's our king now! Uh, and uh, wow. the uh, the knights charge. Uh, meanwhile, at a, a tea time of the mind... Old man Richter, uh, you are sitting with something that uh, has taken the form of Sally, but seems drastically different uh, from from the young girl you knew. Um, but uh, at least it's no longer stabbing you, so that's pretty good. This is this is some market progress. Yeah. Um, however, you have been informed uh, that uh, you're also on an errand. Uh, that your body is on an errand. Um. So uh, the uh, Sally creature sitting across from you um, uh, sort of tilts, uh, she tilts her head in a very uh, childish way that you remember uh, the Sally of yore was like to do when when thinking through a particularly uh, difficult question. Um, She kind of bites her lip in, in again, a a vaguely childlike way and just says, um, hmm. Well, it would seem that we are... uh, nearing our uh, objective here so i do believe our time is somewhat short mr richter um but you have been searching for us for quite some time so i do think it's only fair that we answer at least a couple of your questions as we wait for uh, your fleshier parts to finish their their particular uh, quest as it were uh, punch the mystery if you will um Richter, I'm going to need you to roll me, please, a, um, an, a, I think this one's going to have to be a mythos check. Okay. I got my mythos stat written down here. I know you're, you're more jacked up on a cult. Oh yeah. Um, I blow way past my mythos stat. So that's a fail. Fail. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then please roll me, um, going to need a, a sanity check from you there, sir. Okay. That is also a fail. Okay. Um, you can feel the uh, the edges of your mind uh, beginning to tear and fray, um, trying to 
Um, you can. Uh, we just watched rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy the other night, and uh, I'm reminded of the um, mortal people trying to hold uh, an Infinity Stone and just yeah. what that that does um, to you. So, trying to um, create a space. It's not even that Sally, the Sally creature, is doing this. Just the sheer act of containing this uh, within your mind, rather than letting it kind of run run rampant as it was, is uh, beginning to fray uh, fray your mind. Um, so your time is uh, tremendously short. Do you have uh, Do you have a dice in front of you there, sir? Yeah, yeah. What do you want? Like a d six. Uh, okay, so one. you're going to take uh, three points of sanity damage, uh, and okay. then I'd like you to uh, roll a d three, please. So that's a d six where one and two are one, three and four are two, and five and six are three. So that's a three. Three. Uh, great. So you will have um, uh, before this all kind of collapses. Uh, you will have two questions uh, that you can ask uh, the Sally creature sitting across from you. Um, if you recall, um, I know for those of you listening, this probably seems like it's happening immediately after uh, what it was. But for those of us recording, it could have been five years. I'm not quite sure anymore. Time's a flat mm-hmm. circle, etc. Um, so as a, a refresher, uh, Tyler, you've gotten a few answers um, from the Sally creature kind of about its nature, but things were still pretty up in the air. And uh, you still had a lot of uh, of question marks floating around. Um, you're still not certain that this is if the creature is just taking the form of Sally, if Sally is involved, um, what uh, its connection to you is, to Ingrid, to Helmfirth, all of that, all that's still up in the air. So you will have two questions you can ask uh, before tea time is done. Um, but I'm going to give you a hot second to think about those because that would be little rough to have to to pull um in the moment um so uh with um overly extended spindly fingers uh, daintily clutching um a small teacup um the sally creature raises the glass to its lips and just says so old man richter what's on your mind and takes a sip um red uh you're yes. being dragged um away from combat um, into um, what seems to be uh, the armament exhibit. Uh, you have... Like by knights? Yes, by two knights. Um, oh. So two suits of armor just uh, dragging you uh, to safety. Um, you can tell uh, from the way they're dressed. Um, uh, I, I, I was a big... Uh, <laughs> This will not surprise you. Uh, as a big history nerd, uh, as a kid, I was always fascinated by the armor exhibits, and I loved like going around. And obviously, you'd see the like the full knight armor, but there'd always be that one shitty suit of armor where you're like, whatever. And then the more you learn, you're like, oh no, that's what most people were wearing. And then there's like one rich asshole wearing like the full plate. But like um, for most people, it was just like, well, here's a badly hammered tin can that you could wear over your heart, basically, and the rest of it's mm-hmm. loincloth. Uh, you're being dragged by those guys. So it's two uh, clearly kind of foot soldiery guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like they're they're wearing those um, sort of classically German, um, like the big puffy ribbon sleeves and the big mm-hmm. puffy ribbon pants. Um, and uh, they're wearing like the big uh, sort of floppy pillow cushion hats. Uh, they are, of course, mannequins. So the faces are completely blank. Um, but they're, uh, they're dragging you, um, uh, rapidly away and, um, through the, the kind of, um, vague muting of foam, uh, you just hear, uh, what I'm saying, I can't believe we got to save a real princess. And the other one's like, yes, we are saving the princess. This is good. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, two former enemies on the field of battle are now allies in uh, in dragging you to safety. Um, Red, you hate this. What do you do? <laughs> I really do. This is the worst. Um, can I? What happens if I just try to struggle out of their grasp? Uh, you can roll me, please. A hmm. <laughs> Remember how hurt you are. Yeah, she doesn't, but we do. Um, <laughs> what the fuck would this be? Would it just be strength? I think it it might just be, yeah, I'm trying to find a, a better skill, but there isn't. I was looking for, like, brawl, because we've been playing so much fucking vampire. But uh, Fighting brawl. That's its thing. Oh, hey, there we go. Um, oh, no, so Claire, that's so much worse than my strength. No, I'll, I'll give you strength. Um, okay. Fighting brawl would be, like, I'm going to, like, muscle my way out, like, yeah. with... with writhing and fighting strength is literally just like i'm being pulled away by felt yeah, just get your hands off me kind of thing yeah, yeah. All right. you damn dirty mannequin apes <laughs> all right come on oh no Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now, but uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. No, that's, that's such a huge fail. All right. So Claire, well, what number did you roll? 84, baby. <laughs> My strength is 50. Oh, you are lucky I rolled low. Uh, take one point of damage. Good. Um, from struggling uh, against horrible metal things. Um, you are uh, dragged um, past the armor and armaments, and you just see, like, halberds and swords and muskets and katanas, um, uh, just all, all manner of cool weapons. Uh, and then you're dragged um, further back uh, into um, a small room uh, that's well-appointed, uh, with uh, decorative plates and tables and just incredible gowns. And they're like, as long as you're safe, you might as well get something a little bit more proper for a lady. Uh, and um, <laughs> they uh, begin to like uh, the, the German fellow, like hoist you up as the, the British foot soldier um, goes over and starts looking at dresses. And just with like, his face is blank. But even so, you can just see the envy on this blank mannequin's face at how beautiful these gowns are compared to, like, the shit that he's wearing. Like, he's just, like, he's feeling them. He's, like, clearly very jealous uh, of these gowns. Uh, but he proceeds to try and pick out a, a gown for you. Um, the German soldier has been told to take care of you. Um, so that's what he's going to do. But you've got some options that don't involve fighting your way out. You can also try and talk your way out. So, Claire, how do you try and convince... <laughs> a German Teutonic foot soldier to let you go. It's probably the wrong era, but get at me Teutonic Germany Twitter. I say not anymore. Now he's Teutonic. We only vaguely described the armor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh Christ. Oh, look at him. So I get, okay. So I, I get what's going on here. Um, this is the most embarrassing thing 
that has probably happened to her in a very long time. More embarrassing than that time that you drove a car into a wall and almost died. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> she would prefer that. Yeah, I would prefer that because that was at least of my own volition. Gotcha. Course of action. Um, yeah. Uh, I think she'll. Okay, so she'll look at this night. I'll look at the night and just be like, um, "I will command you to take your hands off your princess, sir." Um. And you, again, there's no eyes, but in a very much like Spider-Man's cowl way, you can almost see eyebrows raise. Uh, and there's a, just a moment of like panicked indecision um, because uh, chivalry was a real thing. And so like, this is concerning, but also has to keep you safe. But also you gave him an order and also you outrank him maybe. Um, so uh, you can tell he's a bit confused. Uh, go ahead and roll me a fast talk or an intimidate, please. Okay. Uh, that is a hard success with fast talk. Okay. Um, so he says, uh, yeah, that is, that is a fair request. Uh, and just like puts you down awkwardly, not really being sure what else to do and releases you. Great. Um, both of you stand to attention. Um, and the, the British guy turns around and like, what? No, she's no real princess. Look at that. She's wearing trousers. <laughs> Do you want me to get my husband, the king, involved? I was to say, outside you just hear the clashing of metal on metal and roars of a T-Rex. <laughs> oh, we'll get there, Ryan. Don't worry. Oh, Don't no. Worry. We're, we're, I'm just imagining yeah. that as a background to an Echoing argument through. about clothing. <laughs> uh, I also like that you're a princess whose husband is the king. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a fucked up family, okay? I like it as, like, Red's just read in the moment of, like, I'm a princess, so kings, right? Yeah, yes. well, but also admittedly, um, no, like... The fun thing about the Night at the Museum motif is that you've got people from all sorts of different time periods and kingdoms, so conceivably this could be true. Mm -hmm. They're just not sure. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, you can see there's uh, a bit of confusion, um, and they're kind of looking back back and forth in kind of like a, well, what do we what do? We do? What do we... And then uh, finally, uh, the German soldier just nods and says, yeah, this, this seems correct to me, uh, which is the point at which the katana slices through his neck, um, as a samurai mannequin boots his body over and just points at you. Because, you know, warrior, you know, game, respect, game, uh, it levels the katana and charges. Uh, meanwhile, outside, um, <laughs> sure enough, uh, Adrian... I'm not going to say you always knew it would come to this, but like maybe you always knew it was going to come to this. Um, you're uh, leading a, a, a charge of mismatched knights uh, against a T-Rex. Um, and uh, in your head, uh, you just uh, kind of hear a voice say, well, I'd always hoped, but I never expected. Let us do this. Oh. Yeah, this is happening. Uh, <laughs> all right, Ryan, uh, you're charging a T-Rex with a bastard sword, um, as one does. Uh, give me a brawl. Dope. 
Hey, I'll have to look up my stats for skeletal T-Rex in the Cthulhu book. You know, that standard HP Lovecraft motif. Yeah. That is a hard success. Oh, damn. All right. Uh, I'm going to roll to dodge as the T-Rex, but I got to tell you, it's not really. Yeah, no, dodging's not the, the skeletal thing. Um, all right. So, Ryan, what do you do as you fly at this T-Rex? I think he's going straight for the head because if it's doing that T Rex like low run, he's hoping he can just take off the top of the jaw. Like it's one of those, it's a charging full William Wallace with that sword as long as you smash. Sword is hammer. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> so let me just uh, <laughs> look up what the uh, damage value is on uh, a sword. I gotta hope this book has that. <laughs> it's got a lot of assault weapons. Uh, I have hands. the damage for a oh, gun. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no I, I got it. I got it. All right. Um, sword, heavy, uh, cavalry saber. Well, that's not entirely correct, but uh, it's might be the best we get. Uh, but they've got nunchucks again. Like <laughs> truly, some strange, some strange things. And chainsaws. Oh, that's nice. Uh, okay, Ryan. Um, so this is one d eight. Plus one plus your damage bonus, uh, which I believe it's a D six for me. I have mine. Great. So two D six plus one. Sorry, D eight or D six? Oh, sorry. One D eight, one D six, plus one. Guys, we we so rarely do anything that isn't a gun. It's so confusing, but we got that. That is thirteen. Damn. Uh, so it's a T Rex. So it's still up. But it looks pretty fucked up. Um, you cleave half of the skull off, um, and uh, the jaw kind of hangs awkwardly, and like it's still able to snap shut um, for narrative and danger purposes. But um, it is uh, it is heavily heavily injured. Um, not bloody per se, but injured. Um, so um, with that, uh, you cleave half of the, the head off um, and then um, it can't, because it's jaws hanging loose, it can't bite you, but it is just going to like fucking do that head bash thing that it does to characters who the director doesn't want to die in Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, so go ahead and roll me a, either a dodge or, I mean, it's probably just a dodge. I don't think you can really stand your ground against that. So yeah, uh, let's go with a dodge. Just get out of the way. For my dodge, that is a hard success. Amazing. Um, so you're you're smashed by uh, the uh, the head of this um, uh, dinosaur. Um, oof! Uh, you'll take four points of damage um, as you're like thrown through the air and kind of crashing um, backward through uh, through a display. Um, as you hit the ground, uh, you see uh, the mummy um, stalking forward um, and. Uh, Beyond the mummy, you can see a broken tablet on the ground, which looks like exactly the kind of thing that uh, Grandpa Richard would be really good at figuring out. But you also don't know where Grandpa Richard is. But also, if you want to make all the spooky things go away, you might need his help. Well, I think I think he's still inside the sarcophagus, right? Because if I haven't seen it since I put him in it, or have I? You guys ran past and it was mm-hmm. open and empty, but I don't know whether you clocked that. Red. No, did. I think he would have gone, Grandpa's in a box. So Gotcha. Okay, he's got to kill the T-Rex and then get the tablet so he can show it to Grandpa. That's one, two, three. So um, you kind of um, struggle uh, to your feet um, and suddenly you feel a a heavy metal hand slam down on your shoulder. 
and you look and there's just a, a knight in full plate mail like staring down at you um, and he says that was the most idiotically heroic thing that I have ever seen I believe you may in fact be the reincarnation of Arthur king of knights oh wow are you in fact Arthur reborn as the legends told my name is Adrian Diesel. Arthur Diesel. We knew he would come in a different form. Um, and the knight stands uh, to its full height and says, My king, I think you might need this more than me. And he unbuckles his metal tuxedo and it slowly falls away from his, his mannequin form. And then he just holds up the breastplate to you. And he says, Will you lead us again, Arthur King? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll take off his bow tie and put it on the mannequin as a trade. So the mannequin will still have something. Uh, so every Christmas, I weep openly when Scrooge gets that tiny scarf from Beaker. Feeling a little bit that just now. <laughs> um, he says... Ah, yes. The neck piece of command. My lord, I will serve you as best I can. Uh, pray tell, where is the wizard Merlin? Oh, I put him in a box over there. Uh, I feel like he's just... Adrian has now almost forgotten that he's not Arthur and his friends are not Arthurian characters. So, you know, Maid Marion, (laughs) who he thinks is an Arthur character, not a Robin Hood character, is back in the other room. Uh, So, um... (laughs) uh, So the the first knight of the Order of the Bowtie stands and yells, Gawain, see to Merlin, he is in that there large human box. Um, And uh, one of the knights uh, that is uh, currently punching a raptor into dust, because those skeletons are fucking small, because they are small dinosaurs. Don't let Spielberg twist your brain. It's a Dinonychus. Um, so it just smashes this fucking tiny raptor uh, and then goes running uh, in a hilarious, like, you know, um, fucking Steiner and Final Fantasy IX running backwards run uh, over to uh, the sarcophagus um, to uh, to find Merlin. Um, Adrian, you strap on the chest plate. Um, do, you, uh, do you strap on the rest of the armor? I know that technically armor takes a long time to get on, but we're going in like camera pans away, pans back, and you're wearing it kind of thing. In the spirit of realism, no. In the spirit of this show, oh, fuck yeah. He's in full armor now. Right. And he is goddamn huge because he's huge to begin with plus armor. So um, here's the, my real question, though. Do you put on the helm? I feel like uh, he'd put it on and then be like, I can't see. And then he'd like lift the thing up. So he's like the weirdest space Marine characters. Where it's just yeah, always yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like wearing the, the helmet, like a baseball cap. Yeah. Um, amazing. Uh, so with that, uh, you'll look at your, your sorted uh, Knights of the Sherwood table. Um, and uh, you've got your, your, uh, you know, first Knight of the bow tie. Um, and you actually feel like maybe this is what you're meant to be doing. This is, this is what it was all for. Uh, until Sir Gwen yells, 
Oh, sorry about this. Um, there doesn't seem to be anyone in this box. It's rather empty, aside from this here skeleton fellow, and he pulls out a mummy. Uh-oh. Okay, someone check if that's Merlin. Uh, everybody else, we gotta kill that mummy, and someone bring me those rocks. Go team! Uh, and then he's just gonna charge the mummy. And they all yell, Verily! For the team! <laughs> um, and, uh... So wait, you're charging the mummy? Yeah. He's gotta help them. He's gotta lead from the front. He's Arthur. I understand. Great. Uh, you hold your swords uh, overhead, and you charge uh, King Tut. Man, there are some sentences. I mean, I planned this, so I should have known. There are some sentences coming out of my mouth that I did not expect today, but I'm very thrilled to have. Um, so uh, with that, uh, King Arthur Diesel <laughs> charged King Tutankhamun, and truly, the Clash of Kings began. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are dumdumdice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Caitlin O, Zekin X, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. After all this time... What time is it again? I feel like the clock stopped. Time was a tennis ball we could bat round the court. Time for distraction too. Time to just sink to the bottom. Time to get to the meat of this meat. Time for Greater Boston Season 4. That's right, on September 13th, Greater Boston returns with new full-length episodes released every other Tuesday. And we're so excited for you to hear it. But also, it's been three years since our last season wrapped, so... 
we're maybe a little worried that people might have forgotten about us. So we're asking for you to help spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers and classmates, tell your cat, tell your local subway busker. But politely and without interrupting their performance, point is... Now is a good time to share your love for Greater Boston on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and TikTok and wherever else you, you know, post things. Then come back on September 13th when Greater Boston Season 4 officially begins.